Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 225. This is Rick, and I am glad you're here today for my podcast. Now, I don't say, I was about to say this evening, it's evening for me, it's actually about two minutes to midnight, so I am recording this on Monday, but I know that it might be morning or afternoon or um, evening or some other time of day for you, and whatever time of day it is for you, I hope it's a good one. Today was a good Monday for me. This is the last week before school starts. And actually, it's not even a full week for me because Friday is our first in-service day. So the days are numbered. Time is fleeting. And I think it makes me want to appreciate it even more. And I, and I think I did today. I think it was a, a pretty good day and a day in which I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God And as I said, I'm glad you're here with me as I sit on my screened-in patio porch, enjoying the candlelight and my twinkle lights, and glad that you are here. So uh, this evening, I did something special. Now, it was something that I have done frequently, and I've talked about frequently on the podcast, which is go to see a movie. I enjoy movies, and... Going to see one, especially at the theater that we like to go and see it, is really a treat because the seats recline. Now, wherever you are, I don't know if you have been to one of these theaters, but I know they're becoming more popular, more common. But this particular one, I think, was sort of on the forefront of this. And if you haven't used one of these seats, allow me a moment to describe them so that you can imagine this And if you have used these kind of seats, well, you'll know what I'm talking about. So basically, the seats are like armchairs, and um, they are conveniently made so that they're in sets of two that do have an armrest that comes down between them. So if you're sitting next to somebody that you don't know, you'll probably want to have the armrest down. If you're sitting next to somebody you do know and you want to, you know, get a little closer to each other, maybe a little bit of movie snuggling... You can put the armrest up and have like a little love seat for two. And then on on the side of the seat, there is a little button that you push and the footrest goes up and the back goes back and you can recline not quite 90 degrees, uh, not 90 degrees, not quite um, 180 degrees flat. You're not, you can't go all the way flat, but it's a pretty good recline. So it is a nice way to watch a movie on the big screen. Well, today's movie was not one that was regularly playing. It is one that our favorite movie theater is doing, I guess, sort of a little film festival. Because if you saw the title, the film that we, my son and I, went to see tonight was Lord of the Rings. The first movie, Fellowship of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. And um, yes, I took my son. He is 17 recently. Starting school, starting senior year later this week. Pretty excited. That's going to be on Thursday. And he loves the Lord of the Rings movies. In fact, he has seen them multiple times. And I think I have seen one or two of them. Um, I can't really remember. But um, I do know that the movie that I was watching tonight was familiar in certain places. But other places, 
it wasn't familiar. So I, I don't think I saw the whole movie or maybe I fell asleep during the movie uh, when I was watching it at home. But nevertheless, I watched it tonight with him on the big screen. Now, it was sort of good news, bad news, I guess. The good news it was that it was only $5. So that was kind of cool. Now, this particular theater has $5 Tuesday movies. I think I've mentioned those before. And it also has, on Thursdays, $6 movies for teachers or for students and teachers. So twice a week, two out of the seven days, you can go see inexpensive movies, which is nice. Well, relatively inexpensive movies, which is nice. Now, the bad news, and I don't really know that this is bad news, is that they are showing the director's cut of the three Lord of the Ring movies. Oh yeah, they're showing the um, second movie, which I think is The Two Towers. That will be next week. And then the following week is going to be Return of the King. So we already have plans to go see those. Now, they are showing the director's cuts, as I said, which meant that tonight's was a whopping three hours and 40 minutes or so long meaning the movie started at 7 and we got done a little bit after 10.30. And although I was a little bit drowsy during part of it, I did stay awake and um, only had to leave to go to the bathroom twice, which actually for me is pretty good, especially because I had coffee before we went in there, which is probably part of why I was able to stay awake. Now, I'm reflecting on this because I think it is well known that J.R.R. Tolkien, who wrote the, um, the Rings movies and The Hobbit and um, was the source material for this film, um, was a Christian and also a friend of C.S. Lewis. They were actually contemporaries and writing partners and friends. And C.S. Lewis, of course, is best known for his um, pretty straightforward, clear Christian allegory the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and also, in a larger sense, the Narnia Chronicles. Now, Tolkien is more subtle in that you really can't see necessarily as clearly the Christic or the Christian implications of the Fellowship and the other movies in the Lord, or the the other books in the Lord of the Rings series. That being said, it is certainly movie about the battle between good and evil. And I think it's particularly interesting, the ring itself. Now, I'm not going to go into great detail. The movie does have some exposition at the beginning that kind of gives the backstory on the ring and rings because there originally were multiple rings. Um, But the ring in question Um, And again, I will keep this brief because there probably are some Lord of the Ring fans out there listening. At least I hope so. Um, But if you are not familiar with the ring in this series, um, the ring represents this incredible power. And um, in a practical way, what it allows the wearer to do is to go invisible, which, of course, could be quite handy. The problem is that the ring was forged by the evil force in the world and the ring wants to get back to this evil power, this satanic demonic power. Now by saying the ring wants to get back, it it isn't that, you know, the ring has a consciousness per se or that the ring is ambulatory, ambulatory that it can move. I know I mispronounced that word. 
So it's not quite like that. But what it does is it seduces the wearer or the bearer of the ring into uh, driving them back to the demonic or driving them to the demonic to deliver the ring back to this demon character. Now, the movie focuses on hobbits, which are little dwarf types, although they're not dwarfs like stocky dwarfs. They're like just really kind of small people with hairy feet, and they're always barefoot for some reason. But um, Frodo is the young hobbit who is the hero of the quest. And basically his quest is uh, to destroy the ring. There's only one place that the ring can be destroyed, which is in the fires that it was forged, and it has to be thrown into the, um, the fire. So the story is a hero's journey. It's a quest story. There is a gathering of um, others. Um, there's an elf and a dwarf and a couple of humans, and they have to work together with, it turns out there's actually four hobbits. Um, three of Frodo's friends go on, to, on the quest with him as well. But what I think was most interesting and where I think the, um, where I think I experienced the presence of God in it um, has to do with the ring and this idea of power and seduction and idolatry that is uh, represented in the movie by the ring and the power that the ring bears and how um, various characters, even as they see the ring, just look at it, they are drawn into it, wanting it, and, and it turns them into the worst possible versions of themselves, um, just being in proximity to this. So I guess the question is, is if that is symbolic for Tolkien of seduction, idolatry, um, power, you know, what are the parallels in our world today? And boy, they're myriad. Um, I like to maybe think that one of those parallels is what I'm holding in my hand right now, recording the smartphone, right? Um, because it glows, the ring glows in the movies. Smartphones are certainly, certainly seductive. They have a power that the, the user, the wielder of it um, is able to, um, to, ha to have. And also, I do think there is a sense of invisibility that happens when we use our smartphone. We are still visible to the world. People can see us. We don't disappear. But we sort of become invisible to those around us or they become invisible to us, so to speak because we are so focused on what is on the screen and not what is going on around us. Now, maybe that is a little bit of a stretch, but I don't think it's that far of a stretch. Because again, the ring is this representation of what is it, whatever it is, that draws a person to be the worst version of themselves, to desire it, to quest it, to seek it. And I think our phones, my phone I know can do that to me, and I think our phones and our devices and our screens can certainly do that for others. So I experienced the presence of God there in the movie, watching it with my son, knowing that he uh, was enjoying this and going with me, his dad. He actually likes to do things with me still, which is pretty remarkable and something I'm grateful for in and of itself. Um, he drove He's learning to drive, and I'm his teacher, and he drove both ways, and, and that was exciting and something I'm grateful for. 
And then most significantly, this reflection on what does the ring represent and how does it show us, show us a mirror to the struggle of faith and the struggle of good versus evil and the quests, so to speak, that we go on each day in the midst of that struggle between good and evil. So my questions are, Lord of the Rings, are you a fan? Are you familiar with the story? What is your interpretation of the ring? And what are maybe rings in your life that when you are wrapped up in them, when you are possessing them or wielding them or bearing them, that they distract you and they take you away from God and what is happening around you, and that they also make you into the worst version, or maybe not the worst version, but a not-so-good version of yourself. As always, thank you for listening. Blessings and peace.